0: Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host Maddie on the mic and each week I'll be reviewing some of my favorite songs and artists both past and present with some of my favorite people. Stay tuned for some quality dialogue and even more quality puns. Without further ado, let's get this potty started. Welcome back to week two of the podcast. I, I really want to give a big thank you to everyone who listened to the first episode. I've been getting a lot of great feedback and support, so I, I want you all to know that I, I hear it all, and I really appreciate it. I'm trying to make this podcast the best it can possibly be, so uh, thank you if you've reached out and given comments. If you haven't had the chance to, feel free to email me. Um, you can reach me at pottystarted at gmail.com. That's p-o-d-d-i-e-s-t-a-r-t-e-d at gmail.com. Now, when I decided I wanted to start a podcast, I had about three or four people in mind who I knew without a doubt had to be on it, and I am incredibly stoked that this episode features my very first musical muse, um, as, wa- as well as one of those really influential people in me deciding to do this podcast, and that's really you know, one of my, one of my, my best friends, Kate. Um, Kate and I met when I was a freshman in college. I was actually in the process of joining the sorority that Kate was already a part of. And part of that process was interviewing sisters that were already in the sorority to get to know them, get to know them better, get a better sense of what the sorority was like and i ended up conducting about 13 of these like interviews and i remember i would always book them in between classes just in case it was awkward or wasn't going well like i had an out or you know a way to to get out of the conversation and leave and i i did that with kate i booked it in between two classes and we met for lunch And I ended up being, uh, I think, like 25 minutes late to a 50-minute recitation. I just could not stop talking to her. We had so much in common, not even musically, but just as people. We shared a lot of the same values and just bonded really quickly. And it wasn't until we went out for lunch or dinner I think the second or third time I actually asked her about music, which was really surprising for me because that's usually the first thing I ask about and I remember asking Kate, you know what what do you listen to? What's your favorite type of music? And her responding, Oh, I think my favorite band currently is Kings of Leon, which just threw me for a loop. I was so excited I had Kings of Leon is Kings of Leon is my favorite band of all time. And so hearing her, you know, have that same favorite band and share those sentiments was huge. And I went home and actually made my very first Spotify playlist that night. And it was a playlist for her called Songs Worth Fighting For. So Kate and I have always bonded over music. Anytime a concert is coming to, you know, whatever city I'm in or state I'm in, I I try to, you know, contact Kate. And she's my go-to person to go to that concert with, you know, just really... um, just a huge inspiration for me musically and one of my favorite people in general so um, without I'll stop talking now and I'll get to the interview but I do want to preface this by saying um again I'm still very new to the podcast game unfortunately the mic that we were using went out pretty early into the interview so the audio is pretty shoddy I'll be honest um but uh, I'm gonna do the best I can to you know make it as um you know, pleasing as possible, and I might actually have episode three out a little sooner than anticipated as, you know, um, you know, trying to make up for, you know, the, the audio in this, but I, I really recommend you listening to it. Um, what, what you can hear really well is, you know, just a phenomenal interview. Kate and I sat down and really had so much fun. And we just, you know, it's so effortless when we talk and it's so seamless the way that we kind of, you know, go back and forth. And so I think, you know, this is a great example of what, you know, episodes in the future will be like. Like I said, audio is not the best, but I just ask that you stick with it and and hear it out. Um, I do sing a little bit in this episode. So if that doesn't motivate you to listen, I don't know what will. Um, Some of you who know me really well, that might actually deter you from listening, but I, I promise it's going to be great. And like I said, episode three should be out pretty soon um, in order to make up for this audio. But stay tuned. It's going to be a great episode. And without further ado, here's my interview with my favorite gal pal, Kate. Coming into this podcast, I gave Kate um, uh, days, months even. And by months, I mean about 16 hours <laughs> to prepare <laughs> a list of just... I, I asked her to prepare some songs that, um, that she knows... Um, some Kings of Leon songs, some songs that are just her favorites kind of of all time, and then songs that she's just really grooving to right now. Um, and so, first off, I'll kind of go into the Kings of Leon songs, and, uh, like I said, I was, I was really shocked by some of these. Some of these, I was like, yeah, these songs are great, um, like, obviously these are on the list, but some of them, including this first one, really threw me for a loop, and that one is a song called Pickup Truck by Kings of Leon, which is off of their fifth album, Come Around Sundown, which... I know it was the album right after Only by the Night came out, which was like probably still to this day their biggest album. Yeah, um, sure. And I remember them getting a lot of flack for it, just because I think people kind of expected them to have this recreation of Only by the Night, which I think for any artist is hard. It's like asking Arctic Monkeys to do another AM. like It's just not going to happen. Like, mm-hmm. It was just a very special, kind of unique-to-that-time kind of album. Um, but yeah, you, you, you picked Pickup Truck, and I would really love to know why, because I was kind of shocked by it
1: so actually um i think that was around the time when come around sundown came out i believe it was like the end of my high school career and that's when i like discovered kings of leon so that whole album kind of meant a lot to me and then i started going back into all their older stuff and for some reason pick up chuck when you asked me oh what are your favorite kings of leon songs of all time Mm -hmm. i was like, "Okay." Obviously, pickup truck. Yeah. Um. And to me, um. And I know that you and I have had conversations about this, uh, with other Kings of Leon songs, mm-hmm. especially Cold Desert. Right. Yeah. Um. Is you can just almost feel like the raw emotion in that, mm. and in that song, I just truly feel that, and have always felt that. So that's always yeah. my number one favorite Kings
0: of Leon song. Definitely. No, I love it, and it's and it's funny because when you sent it to me, I was I was shocked, but quickly after that I was like yeah that is a, that's a really good song yeah like, I'm so happy she picked it and then I listened to it like uh, non since then but one of the songs you mentioned and that's also on this list is Cold Desert which I actually talked about in episode one a little bit um oh, do you? I do um and you know I think you know, I've shared the reasons of why I like it and again that's off of their fourth album Only By The Night which is definitely one of their biggest ones mm-hmm. Um, of why I like it, I, I've shared that with Kate quite a bit. But I want to know why you love it, and if it's because of me, definitely let me know and inflate my ego. <laughs> I'm, <going laughs> I'm to always down your for ego.
1: that. Um, so honestly, it's because of you. Um, I, love it. I really didn't pay that song much attention until you told me like the history behind it, how they uh what they played it all in one
0: sitting or
1: recorded it all in Mm -hmm. one sitting um and I listened to it and you told me like how much it meant to you Mm -hmm. and knowing how much Kings of Leon meant to you and to me I, I just always kind of like had this connection between me you and that song yeah and so I was like okay so like whenever I'm feeling sad just like you, mm-hmm. I know, yeah, like, often. you'll play, like, go deep into the cold desert <laughs> yeah, hole, yeah. and I will do that too, just because I mean, now, like, I feel like it kind of connects us, and yeah. so that's a lot of like the songs that I sent you yesterday, too. Um, not only remind me of, um, or make me like feel great on the inside, but mm-hmm. they like remind me of people and places and stuff like that, so that's one of the reasons why you're. The biggest reason why Cold Desert is yeah. on there. No, I love and
0: that. You. Yeah. And for, the, for those of you who haven't listened to the first episode, just like a quick history. Um, so, like Kate mentioned, that song for the most part was recorded in one take. So, they went in, I believe they just had the first verse written. Like, that's the only thing that they had looked at. And then um, they all had gone out for a night of drinking, as they, they typically do. <laughs> and um, kind of just like all stumbled back to the studio. And Caleb remembers going in, and Caleb's the lead singer. And singing that first verse and then, like, freestyling the, the entire rest of the song. And there are so many, like, parts of that song where it just, like, it kind of, like, rips you apart in a lot of places. Because you hear, again, that that raw nature of his voice. Mm-hmm. And you can, you hear it, but you also feel it in a lot of ways. And and he mentioned, um, he's like, I was drunk for a lot of it. And <laughs> I... He's like, there are a lot of songs that I, I would go back and re record and I would change, but I would never re record that song because it's one of those songs that he's like, I don't think I could ever, you know, re you know, recreate those feelings and those emotions I had when I was feeling it and that, that loneliness I felt. And I don't know, I, I never want them to recreate it. I think it's gorgeous. No. I think it's one of those, uh, and it's that, that very first note because it comes in really soft, mm-hmm. and then he comes in with just like this really strong note, and you're just like, Like, you have to listen, you pay attention, and it really grabs you. And even when it fades out and comes back in,
1: oh my god, like, my heart, I'm like, yes! It, it like, (laughs) aches, but it, I mean, it aches and it wants more of that song, even.
0: And this is why I love Kate, because that's exactly what I was about to say, is I'm (laughs) I'm always a sucker for a good, like, fade out and fade back in, and I think it's done very rarely, but I think that, and that's the only time I think they've ever done it on a song, but it was so perfect. Of just, like, kind of going out, and you think it's done, and then he comes back in, and yeah. it just, like, does this major crescendo to them just, like, playing, and then it kind of plays out.
1: Yeah. It makes me wonder, like, I mean, to be drunk and in that state of mind, and to make something so beautiful, like, how right. did they <laughs> do yeah. that? The
0: fact that like, he can be do so creative yeah, something and just... so gorgeous and beautiful while hammered, and yeah. I can do so little completely yeah. sober. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me think like i'm like man like i'm almost jealous yeah. <laughs> that they could do that <laughs> but no yeah awesome phenomenal song and and that was kind of you know the middle of their like their career musically at least uh, at least where they're at now and then the next song you suggested kind of took us back to the beginning which is a song called happy alone which i always get i, I always get confused with this one because whenever i hear happy alone I always think of uh, another song they have called True Love Way because he says we'd be so free happy alone sharing a smile so far from home and I always think like oh like happy alone it's that one and I'm like oh shoot no that's that's true love way that's (laughs) not it at all and they also sound incredibly different. They're very different songs, vocally and are, style yeah. wise, and and mm-hmm. I want to know why you picked that one too. Cause okay. I, I love this. song. I know I love and I'm it really too. Excited.
1: Um, so actually, I had True Love Way on there too. Yes. But, um, and I believe like those kind of show you the two and like sides of the spectrum, like the music spectrum that I'm on. Um, happy alone, it makes me want to kind of dance mm-hmm. but also like then I'm like what the heck are you singing about <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love it it's it's just like that shock factor actually and I um always pretty much always put it on a playlist for someone when I'm making them a new like yeah. a first time playlist mm-hmm. it's like the go-to because it is kind of like a it's like oh my gosh this is like I do want to kind of groove to this yeah. but what do they mean? Who, what are they talking yeah, about? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't
0: know. <laughs> yeah, it's because it's a very like rock and roll song. And then you listen to it and mm-hmm. you're like, because I think what in the in the course is like I'm gonna braid my face hair. It's gonna tickle your dot. It's just yeah, like, t- very just like crazy <laughs> lyrics, and you're just like, I, but I like it. Like yeah. I don't know what this is, but I really like it. And I think and I'll kind of lump these two together because you also put True Love Away on the list, and I think mm-hmm. it's like the perfect like, juxtaposition of songs in their repertoire of, like, this crazy, outrageous rock and roll, like, what? To, like, this gorgeous, like, slow, just, like, beautiful, like, ballad, almost.
1: Well, then, too, like, I almost think that they kind of do this on purpose, is, like, okay, True Love way, they're singing, and then they're, they say, Happy Alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but then, in this other one, they're, it's called Happy Alone, but they're, I mean, I think there's, like, some sex stuff yeah, in there and there's stuff. I don't know. But, like, <laughs> but so obviously this person's not alone, you mm-hmm. know, And but then they kind of reference back to happy alone in true love way and stuff, and I just think that there's more going on, yeah. and maybe they're, you know, they do this th- stuff on purpose. So we're going to have uh,
0: Kings Leon on the podcast next week. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I could only, only wish... And we're gonna break down this conspiracy esque theory yeah. of the connection in all of uh, that album because there probably is. There probably yeah. yeah. Which I love it. And one of my and this is just like a fun tidbit I love about this band is they're very they're very quiet guys. They're not you know very loud or obnoxious or like big on social media. Um, Caleb's actually private on Instagram. He's got like a hundred <laughs> followers. Oh my god. Whereas his wife is like this gorgeous supermodel with like tens of millions of followers, and it's like again it's so crazy. Um, but I love it because an old interview I was watching with them, they were talking about when they first released this album and Youth and Young Manhood's about, about 45, 46 minutes and they had an hour long set and they were like, well, we have enough music to fill 45 minutes of that. Um, what else do we do? And they were like, oh, you can just talk, have some dialogue. And they were like, we just finished the set early, because we physically, we couldn't we, we couldn't, couldn't talk, talk yeah for 15 minutes, I mean, a quarter of their set. Which, if you ever see them live, you get, because they're not talkers. Mm, I no. mean, Kate and I actually saw them, I want to say last December, we saw them?
1: Uh, no, it was supposed them? to be January, but it ended up being March. Okay. March 2017. Okay, gotcha. I believe, yeah. Because, um one of them got sick, so oh, they remember I think, they, like, postponed it. I think that was when, it.
0: yeah, so Nathan, like their drummer, child. I think that's when he broke his arm, or his wrist, and he just, oh. like, couldn't play, yeah. or maybe um, they got sick, I don't, I, don't <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, and it's, like, it's so funny, because they aren't, they are not very vocal people whatsoever. No, <laughs> it's, it's they're not, them. like, I think at one point they were, like, hey, welcome. Yeah, like, I think mean, they said welcome, and they're, like, it's cold out here. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, exactly. like, yeah, it's Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> And, and that's it and they just come out and they play but I will say I'm, I'm always surprised by how like visually stunning like their sets are yes. and like kind of like the backdrops I think that's something that they put a lot of time into which like mm-hmm. looking at them and their ruggedness I don't think you really expect which which is another thing too because when I when I first saw and found this band it was right after like the haircuts that's what I like to call it. it's right after they oh. cut off all that hair and shaved <laughs> yeah. off all of their beards and then I went back, and the first song I heard after You Somebody, which was the first song I heard by them, was Molly's Chambers, which is, again, <laughs> right in that prime of, like, the rock and roll crazy mm-hmm. first album, like, 2004, 2002-2004 stage. And it's, like, it's crazy, because they're, like, almost, like, two completely different bands, but I think the way that they've evolved their sound is is wild, it, it's really special.
1: It is, and I feel like it's kind of a testament to, like, what they're going through in their lives, exactly. like, I mean, they're younger, they're probably rowdier, they're mm-hmm. probably drinking more, and stuff like that, yeah. well, then they're growing up, and they're maturing, and that kind of stuff, and I feel like it also kind of fits in, like, for me, in my life, like, I, well, I mean, I probably didn't have those, like, <laughs> quite <laughs> those so crazy, crazy days. rock and roll days, <laughs> but, um, I, you know, I, a lot of their newer stuff really speaks like to me in like a mood when I'm like reflective and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. especially on walls. And, um, but if I'm listening to their older stuff, it's like, oh, like I am in like, a like I just want to blare Mm -hmm. the music and either dance or yell or, you know, something just, you know, two different moods and two different, um, almost different points in your life
0: could be exactly and it's perfect because I mean the last song that you you kind of sent in was fans which was really exciting because that's one of my favorite songs they have Mm -hmm. as well and a little bit of background on that song so they wrote that song and it was kind of like uh like an homage to their fans in London because they were huge in London before they actually got big in the states so they were really big in London like when because of the times which is their third album and a lot of that stuff was going on, and then they didn't really get big here until their fourth album, so it was kind of like a thank you of sorts to their London fans, because there was a part in the song where they say, all of London sing, because England swings and they sure love the tales I bring, and it's like, and after hearing that, I was like, I was like, oh wow, and I was like, I need to move to London, because oh my God. they know all the good music and the good stuff before <laughs> we do, like, why are we so late to the party? I think but, it might be a little backwards, though, <laughs> I feel
1: like they uh, maybe they know yeah. more before us, but... I I was under the impression that typically they yes. hear it after
0: us. Yeah, but they, I don't know what, they know some good music. That's like, awesome. Whenever I need, like, new songs, I look at, like, what's on the top charts in, like, London. Really? And, yeah, and then I'll, like, kind of, like, backtrack and, like, go to the States, but yeah. Okay. And, like, okay. it's a prime huh. example, because this song, like, was a huge, like, thank you to their fans in London, and I always love this, because Caleb um, plays acoustic guitar for this song, which he doesn't do too often. Um, but he he used to at least he doesn't do it so much anymore. But he used to play this like gorgeous like Gibson Hummingbird when he would play it, and I was just always like so like it was just a like, gorgeous guitar. And I I don't know how to play guitar. I know very little about guitars, <laughs> but I just remember I would like watch like concert videos of them and like just watching them perform it. And I was like I love that guitar. It's gorgeous. Which their one of their main um, like texts is a guy named. It's actually one of their cousins, and his name's Nacho nacho oh follow-up and I, I don't i don't know his real name i don't know if it's ever even been released but they call him nacho because he would always sit with his like leg on like his foot on his other knee and it made like a dorito shape like a nacho dorito that's why so they call him nacho oh yeah God. and nacho would always run it out and like, give him this g- gorgeous guitar and i'd be like man that guitar is gorgeous oh but yeah it's a little side note about you know, their equipment, but it's just, it's a gorgeous song. I love it. It is. Yeah. It's just, it's just beautiful.
1: Yeah. I really don't have much to say about it. it I mean, another kind of dancey one too. Yeah. Though, that, that yeah. That makes me kind Cause of Because it is, it's just like rude. kind of yeah. screw a
0: little bit. Yeah. yeah. It's like a light bounce. It's like yeah. a driving Yeah. It's not song. like, yeah, I'm not going like go to like Not going to rage to it. No. <Yeah>, but, <laughs> but I have a good time listening yeah. to it. For sure. Awesome. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of wraps up the, you know, the Kings of Leon portion. And I think, um, like I said, that was just so huge for me, knowing that you loved them. And I think it was one of the reasons I was like, this girl and I need to be really good friends. And I always yeah. need her in my life, because she oh <laughs> she, my God. Knows, she knows the good stuff. That's <laughs> how we bonded. Uh, yeah, exactly. But I, I also asked you, um, not only Kings of Leon, but some of just your favorite songs of all time. And one of the first songs that you sent me was, uh, Mr. Tom Petty in The Heartbreakers, yeah. American Girl. I want to know why you chose this song. I mean, I feel like this is a classic, but I want to know your story behind it. So it is a classic, but, um, this song
1: kind of means quite a bit to me because my dad is, like, my biggest music influencer, and, um, he is in two bands. Um, he plays the drums. I did not know that. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, so he plays the drums and in every one of his bands, er, he, um, he, like, adds some vocals, but this is the song that he, like, sings and he just rocks out and every time we see him we want to see him sing American <laughs> Girl and so this song just kind of reminds me of my dad and Aww. yeah it reminds me of watching my dad do you know the thing that he loves the most I so should we have yeah. him on
0: the podcast should he sing we should yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should. That's kind Royalty of like yeah. <laughs> <time. laughs> <laughs> I love that yeah no it's just when you said it I was like yeah it's just one of those songs that it's like everyone knows and it's just yeah. like, it's just a great song but like that deeper meaning i think mm-hmm. really helps a lot. Yeah. I love that. And kind of staying on that theme, so another song you sent in was uh, Saturday in the Park by Chicago, which i came to kind <laughs> of in this song and there's something about th- there's a line and you know in the first verse when he says "a man selling ice cream" and it makes me laugh so hard. I don't know what it is. It's just like the way he says it and i think it's just like that placement it just makes me chuckle every time. And there's a part in the second verse where he's like he's like a man strumming a guitar and it does nothing for me. But yeah, that, first, that line in the first verse just makes me giggle like a schoolgirl. Oh every time I hear it. Um it's so great. I don't think I have
1: quite that reaction <laughs> to it. Um, but this one kind of keeping on the same Theme, because my dad was, like, such a huge um, music influencer for me, he can, like, pick up any instrument. Like, yeah. he'll, I mean, uh, granted, if he gets on the piano, he's, like, playing the same song over and over, and you're like, Dad, like, please stop. Yeah. Um. But this song, he and I uh, learned on the piano together.
0: And oh. so,
1: yeah, which is, like, my only song at this point that I could really still play on the <laughs> Um, so it's kind of, like, uh, again, like, a good bond for me and my dad. Um, mm-hmm. this one, a little more personal than the other one, too, yeah. because it's, like, hey, he and I both learned this together. Played together, yeah. Yeah, and I'm not even sure if he could, <laughs> but it's still, I'm sure he yeah, could it pick is. it up and know it, like, like that, because he does that with everything, but. Right.
0: That's yeah. awesome. It's, a, it's just a fun song, and I love it because... I I really like Chicago, and so it's funny because the meaning behind this song, I think a lot of people thought for a long time that it was just, because Robert Lamb wrote it, like just himself, who does vocals in, um I think, uh, keyboard as well, and... He wrote it, and everyone thought it was about, um, like, him just, like, being in the park on the 4th of July. That just happened to be a Saturday. <laughs> and he came out, and he was, like, close, but no. Oh <laughs> and God. he was, like, I think he, like, was just, like, reviewing footage that he shot in Central Park, like, years back. And just, like, watching people in the park, and he was like, it could have been a Saturday, but just, like, that feeling of being in a park on a Saturday, where it's just, like, you've got nothing to do, like... Nothing to do tomorrow. nothing to do tomorrow, (laughs) and you're just hanging out, and it's just... I love this song because it's just one of those just, like, feel-good songs. Like, you're not, like, really scouring for a deeper meaning. It's just, Mm -hmm. like, a song about having fun in a park, and I love it because... I, I don't think I listen to enough of that type of music. I think everything I listen to, it's, like, got layers and needs to be, like, dissected. And it's nice sometimes just to listen to a song that's just exactly what it's saying and exactly what it means. Like, one of my favorite songs is Forever Young by Bob Dylan. And it's just because it's just, like, a fun, just, like, sweet, truly, like, altruistic song. There's nothing mm-hmm. else. It's, he wrote it for his son, I think, right after he was born. And it was just, like, all of these things that he wanted him to do and all of this, these emotions he wanted him to feel throughout life. And it's just like, that's it. And that's all that there is to it. And I love that. And I think think of that same thing when I think of Saturday in the Park. So Mm -hmm. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Very cool. Well, a song that... Another one you you mentioned was um, a song um, called Laundry Room. Um, And I... uh, I don't know a ton about the is it the Avett Brothers or Avett Brothers? I, I say the Avett Brothers. Brothers. I could very well be wrong. <laughs> for the sake of this, we'll call it the Avett Brothers. If they want to come on the podcast and um, correct correct you, us, are yeah. really welcome. Uh, shoot me an email. But um, <laughs> I they're one of the bands that I feel like everyone I know loves, and I just like have never taken a ton of time, but. I, I, th- I think this song is on the same album as I and Love and You, yep. which I am familiar with, and one of the most creative playlist titles I think I've made is I Made You a Playlist called <laughs> I and Miss in You, yep. and <laughs> we hadn't seen each other for a while, and I was like, I know she loves them, so I'm gonna mm-hmm. be creative, and I think you found it before I was done, because I forgot to make it private oh, I think, <laughs> before, <laughs> before I told you about it. Um, I was perusing your yes.
1: playlist inventory. <laughs> yeah,
0: but I want to know why you picked that song specifically. It's, so, that song, that whole album, though, is yeah. one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: I, as I know many people would probably say, but um, that song... Mm, it makes me, this is gonna sound, like, super lame, but, like, if I were to, like, ever fall in love, it, it, that's how I kind of want it to feel. Like, you're, you know, sneaking off and yeah. looking at the stars and just kind of, like, almost like a, just a good, wholesome, like, love. And then, yeah. and it kind of, like, it. it's kind of, like, a little bit of a ballad and then at the end you kind of get into this, like, faster right. rhythm and I, I like that it kind of takes you out of that then you know mm-hmm. out of the love and hey you don't have to think about this anymore right, Like right. That, love is a lot but and I don't even know if that's what they mean but that's always kind of what I yeah. thought. But
0: it's <laughs> what's great it's like every song I mean people interpret things so differently mm-hmm. and and I'm going to talk about that a little bit in the next song that you meant that you brought up but like, I will talk to someone and I will have this concrete idea about, like, this is exactly what they meant. I It's like I was in the room when they wrote it. Like, I know what they felt. Mm-hmm. And I'll talk to someone else who's at a completely different stage in their life. And they're like, I didn't take that away from it at all. And I think that's what's so great and pure about music is you don't always have to have one set answer. That's what I loved about mm-hmm. um, when, when Donald Glover put out This Is America. He had so many people coming to him saying, is it about this? Is this it? Like, I noticed this. Were you, you trying to connect a line to this? And he was like, I'm never going to publicly come out and talk about what it's about and kind of dissect it. And a lot of people were upset about that. And I was like, good for you. Like, you should yeah. like, music isn't meant to be explained. Mm-hmm. I mean, I no, don't it's think art. any art form, yeah, yeah, I don't think any art form is meant to be, you know, sat down and this is exactly how I thought, this is how you need to think about it. Yeah, and that's sometimes
1: how I, I feel like I would get frustrated in school when you're reading these books and mm-hmm. you're going like line by line to understand exactly what the author meant, or, you know, like, metaphorically, or whatever, but I was always like, I don't know if they, did they mean that? Maybe yeah. they were just writing, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, it. who knows, yeah. you know, and it, it's up for everybody's interpretation, and I'd rather have, like, personal interpretations of things rather than, like, like, sitting down in a classroom and being like, no, this is what they meant, and this is why they meant that, you know? Right. But, exactly. And I'm sure that there are some things like that. Right, yeah. <laughs>
0: but but I think, like, my favorite teachers in, in high school, and I, I haven't really taken too many, you know, English classes in college because I don't <laughs> have to, really, but one of my favorite things about my past teachers who, you know, I really bonded with is that they were never like, I want you to take this certain mindset away from it. It's like what you think so long as you have, you know, I don't want to say proof, but, you know, literary elements to kind of back it up, like, I, how am I going to fault you? How am I going to say you're wrong if that's how you interpreted it? And I think that's it. I think mm-hmm. that's how you take it away. But um, I want to hit on something because I love the fact that you brought up, like, this is how you idealize, like, love. And, like, if you were to be in love, this is how you would want it to feel. <laughs> because, um, and, and I'm, I'm hoping to do kind of a podcast on, you know, my favorite love songs because oh, I nice. have a them that I love. But the song Aquaman by Walk the Moon is one of my, it's one of my favorite songs by them and it's one of my favorite, like, i think love songs period Mm -hmm. because it's gorgeous it's got kind of like just like the vibe of it it just feels like you're almost like floating and like they make this like huge comparison of like love to just like kind of like dive into the deep end of like a swimming pool and just like kind of like fading into it and i i think it's gorgeous i think like if you look at the lyrics it's just like like whoa like it's it's huge to me like if i ever just want to like a feel good song, like that's what I think love is like, and I think mm-hmm. that's just like a great analogy to to what it can be likened to. And yeah. so, yeah, we'll talk. We'll have a whole another, you know, and I could have dude six podcasts on love songs, but <laughs> we'll we'll come back to that. But no, I love that. I love that that interpretation portion as well. Which brings us to song number four, which was um, our swords by Band of Horses, and this is a song. Um, I think people have interpreted a lot of different ways you know I've had people who because he says like falling onto our swords who take it as like kind of like a, a suicidal thing and then we have people oh. who are like exactly and that's the thing it's like because you're like oh I didn't know that and, and I have people who take it to mean like kind of you know being too prideful and mm-hmm. then I have people who are like it's just a song and I just like it, it.
1: it okay so I'm kind of with you on the last part this song r- actually reminds me of like a time and like a feeling yeah um so when we were in high school we'd drive around and you know do whatever find shenanigans but mostly like listen to music Mm -hmm. and have you know different cds and stuff and um mixtapes i guess (laughs) i'm not that old but (laughs) um but you know this song reminds me of just driving around with my friends in high school and just like kind of getting lost and listening to music and like looking out the car window and like at the stars and just you know kind of just being in a place where it was like you you don't truly have anywhere to be Mm -hmm. I mean except for your parents kind of calling you home and um yeah it it just takes me back to like that that feeling before like there were like a lot of expectations on me like work and a dog that relies on
0: me (laughs) yeah Yeah. But no, I love that. And I think I have, like, a weird, like, history with Band of Horses because, I mean, the first line I heard from them, um, was The Funeral, Mm. and I remember there was this show on MTV, and it was, like, a scripted, like, kind of, like, I think scripted reality TV show. It was a show called My Life is Liz, and it was this girl just, like, going throughout high school, and she, like, had to sit, like, sing at a talent show, and I, like, loosely remember it, but I remember her singing this song, And her having just, like, this very, like, calm, like, beautiful voice. And I was like, what is this song? Because you sang the funeral and looking it up and, like, falling in love with the song. And then the next song I heard from... Like, I kind of, like... That wasn't when I was, like, really, like, diving deep into music. I was just like, Mm -hmm. oh, I like this. And then when I really like, shortly after I realized I was going to make a playlist for you, actually, is when I was, like, kind of really got back into it, Mm -hmm. and I found the song No One's Gonna Love You, which I think I actually put on that first playlist, (laughs) and I, and it's weird, because I only put, um, I've only ever really heard, like, the stripped-down, like, acoustic version, I've never heard, like, the produced version, Mm -hmm. because the first time I heard that song, it was just one of those moments when it was, like, so beautiful, and it, like, stopped me in my tracks, that I was, like, i like don't know if i want like production behind this because yeah. when you look at the title it's like no one's gonna love you i was like oh this is gonna be like a malicious like no one's ever gonna love you mm-hmm. and then you <laughs> listen to it and it's like it tricks you because it's like no one's ever gonna love you more than i do yeah. and it's just like so gorgeous mm-hmm. and beautiful and there's like like a quiver to his voice in a lot of the recordings at mm-hmm. points and it's just it's like, stops me on tracks every yeah. time
1: yeah i've I truly fall for songs like that, like anything that can get me to f- like feel like real emotion.
0: I- that's that's you know yeah. where I'm at. That's where I live. Yeah. <laughs> so. and I love it, and it's great because I feel the same way. Because there's a song by it's Lainey or Lonnie, um, and it's um, and it's what's it called? It's like my heart hurts so good. Um, and there's that's not the title, but I um, th- there's a like a production version, and then there's like. Like, this, like, not even acoustic, it's just, like, a stripped-down version, Mm -hmm. and it is just, like, it's the same thing where I'm, like, this is so gorgeous, like, why did you even produce this? Like, this should have been the original thing, Mm -hmm. and, yeah, I just love that. I love when those, like, little, like, acoustic live recordings just sneak up on you, and you're, like, yeah, I love this more than the original, this is really good. (laughs) (laughs) But, um... Yeah, so, I mean, those were all phenomenal songs. Thank you, again, for just the taste that you have. (laughs) Because I I got to take a walk down memory lane with a lot of these. But you also gave me a few of, like, just your favorite songs right now. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I haven't heard... 66% 66% of them okay. before today, <laughs> and um, the two I want to focus on, you, you told me, uh, Illinois Sky by the Michigan Rattlers, and Turn by the Wombats, mm-hmm. so I'd love for you to talk about those, because I heard them the first time today, and I was like, I really love these, yeah. um, so I want to know why you, you let me know you like these so much. Turn? I will just put that on on repeat. Yeah. I don't
1: know why. I mean I I think it's, it's just catchy. Not, it's, it's, it good. Is, it's good. Yeah. Um that's really the only reason. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't really hit me more than I just really like yeah, that song. You just like it. I don't even know much more by the wombats, which now I kinda of feel bad saying that. <laughs> I'll have to look into their stuff some yeah. more. Um, but uh then um Illinois Sky by Michigan Rattlers. Um I recently went to they had a um concert in Ferndale, and they were kind of promoting their new album, it's called Evergreen, Um, and my friend Jill... Um, her boyfriend actually grew up with them mm-hmm. up in Petoskey. Yeah. And so we went, and I just, like, fell in love with them. They're, like, folky, and they've got yeah. a, like, a stand-up bass. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's really cool. And <laughs> to see them just kind of, like, rocking out, and, like, everybody in the crowd, because they were, like, playing in Michigan, they're from Michigan, everybody kind of yeah. knew them. And, like, you could pick the people out who were, like, friends with them because right. they were just, like, rocking to it. And you could even pick out, like, their parents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, like, that whole atmosphere was just awesome and then this was just probably one of my favorites of their yeah stuff right now so um it's catchy and it they sing about um like having two-hearted running through their veins and i'm like yeah. hell
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love that that's awesome I I, just like that hometown feel there's nothing yes. like that mm-hmm. it's great yeah and a stand-up bass i there are like I certain should... instruments that like if your band has this I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to your band and I'm probably gonna love the song. And, like, yeah. it's, like, a stand-up bass, steel drums. I am a sucker. You are. For, for a good set of steel drums. And I don't know what it is, but I also just, like, really love, um, like, the guitar. I think it's just, like, so my cool. God. Which, like, Robert Lamb of Chicago played yeah, the keytar a ton. And, did. like, that's what, I think he's a fox just because oh of that, really. <laughs> And it's crazy. Like, I love a good guitar. That is
1: awesome.
0: (laughs) And then the last song that you gave me that I also love is Always Remember Us This Way by Lady Gaga from the A Star Is Born soundtrack, which, have you seen the film? I have not. Oh, my goodness. Have you seen it? I saw it about two weeks ago. I saw it with my roommate, Candice, and um, our buddy, Lauren. Um, They both cried. I kept it together, but just by a a small amount, I won't ruin anything for you, I won't spoil it, but it is just phenomenal to see, um, and I think they kind of give this away in the trailers, but it's Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, and she is just kind of, like, swept away by this, um, by his character um, called Jackson Maine, Mm -hmm. and just, like, their love and what they go through and the way that um, his addiction and her, you know, quest for fame kind of play into that. It is such a phenomenal film, and the music, all of the soundtrack, in my opinion, is just phenomenal, and it's, and it's hard, because there are songs that they make together, like, Mm -hmm. you know, Shallow, just, like, these, just, like, epic, you know, songs, and then, like, there's a part in the movie where she's kind of making more of, like, a pop transition, and so you've got songs like Hair, Body, Face on the album that I'm just, like, dancing to nonstop, yeah. <laughs> And it's crazy because, like, it is such an eclectic album. Like, it, it goes is. from country to rock to pop mm-hmm. and just, like, throws all, you almost all over the place. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's good, yeah.
1: Um, so with that song, my little brother loves Lady Gaga. And yes. so saw the movie... Um, like right once it came out, and he was texting our family group chat like, "I just saw this and I can't stop." Like I'm, cause he lives in the middle of nowhere, Ohio, so I had to drive a couple hours to go see oh the movie. was driving home and crying, Sobbing, and then yeah. yeah, our mom's like, "You better make it to class tomorrow," which he did. It was fine, but so I saw him a couple weeks ago, and he played me some of these yeah. songs because he just can't stop with Lady Gaga. Yeah. He yeah. cannot, and um. The, I mean, that song just hit home. It, oh, my God, it's so beautiful. Another love yeah, song that just got me song. at my heart wrenches. And I will play it over and over and w- wish to fall in love. Yeah. It's, it's just
0: so good. And it's, like like I said, just, like, such a, a wide range of songs on mm-hmm. that album. And I'm just, like... And she wrote a lot of them, like, for, specifically for the album. Like, she wrote three or four, mm-hmm. I believe. Well, I was surprised, too, to learn that this... Was a movie previously with yeah. Barbara Streisand? I think this is the fourth rendition actually oh, of really? it. Yeah, so it was Barbara Streisand. She did a um, a previous rendition, and um, yeah, th- this is, this movie's been made a few times. Okay. and I think I every every time it just kind of takes like a different, like a little bit of a different twist. Um, but no, it's it's definitely been done before because I remember when it came out my mom was like, Oh, like I, I love that back in the day when Barbara did it and I was like, What? <laughs> I was like I was like first of all, I was like, first of all, <laughs> first of all you're on a first name basis with Miss <laughs> Streisand. <laughs> Second of all, this has been a movie before and yeah, but yeah, I think this is the, the third or fourth remake, but mm-hmm. Bradley Cooper just did a phenomenal job. It is. It's so good because he directed it and stars in it. Yeah, and I, I was surprised by... Didn't he do all... Like, didn't he learn the guitar for this? I think I would not be shocked. Yeah. Like, he's definitely playing, like, you yeah. can tell. And just, like, has a, actually a very good voice. Like, he's been holding out on us. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, stop doing the Hangover 7 and make another oh musical. Like, you are... There are so many other talents you have, my friend. Mm-hmm. Like, so good. Yeah. Like, oh, he's just great. Mm-hmm. But I, I do want to point out... Um, so these have all been great. I want to thank you again for putting this list yeah, together. thank you. Um, but I was kind of shocked to see a certain name not on this list, and that's uh, Sir Ray LaMontagne. Oh, I'm so, I know. <laughs> and I know, because I know we both love him, and, I know, and mm-hmm. we've seen Ray in concert as well. We drove to Toledo yes, to see Toledo, him last yeah. year, and there was a very rowdy audience for Ray. A lot of... It, Moms who were really liked the way he looked. He were hopeful about it. Yep.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He did not say much either. No, no. That's kind of like a a a weird venue. It was like a almost like a high school auditorium. Yeah, it was very odd, but it I liked it. It was fun. (laughs) It was fun. uh, So I was like going back and forth, and then I'm like looking through all my playlists, like what are my favorite songs and what am I listening to now? And it was hard yeah. it was very hard it's really tough. um so between Ray and then also Iron and Wine yes. those were like very close maybes because uh, both just mean a ton to me in the fact that like I'm like super connected to nature yeah and like find myself very reflective and um kind of at home when I'm like walking through the woods and stuff like right. that so those uh, Iron and Wine and Ray Lamontane really hit home Mm-hmm. For me, in those aspects, um, so
0: yes, I did have a hard time not yeah, choosing. I know I, it's tough because when I was picking, you know, like my my five songs for, mm-hmm. the, for the previous episode, I was like, shoot, like I don't know, like there are so many people I want to highlight and songs I want to highlight, mm-hmm. and it's hard. It's really tough. That's why I was shocked when you got back to me. I was like, I'm surprised I was like, I wouldn't have been able to do this. <laughs> I'm really impressed.
1: Yeah. Well, so for me, I was like, okay. I almost had to go into, like, feelings and, like, places where I was. That, like, uh, if I didn't, then I would have been, like, uh, I do not know what to tell you. Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) And it's funny, and and I'm curious because, like, the nature aspect and, like, the the kind of, like, at home feeling as well that you had mentioned with, like, the Michigan Rattlers um, reminds me a lot of, like, Sue John Stevens because his music is just, like, very, Mm -hmm. like, at peace and calm um, and... He has a song that he did for the Call Me By Your Name soundtrack. Have you seen that film?
1: No, I haven't. I
0: need to, but I know yes. the song And, you're it's, talking and about. it's gorgeous. And it he's is. also a Michigan boy. Mm-hmm. And, like, has... Michigan references on a lot of his songs. I think he has well, a whole the album. album. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, the Michigan album. And it's just got, like, a bunch of different places in Michigan that you wouldn't mention or talk about if you were from yeah. <laughs> Michigan and had a love for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I love that. Like, whenever yeah. I'm, like, away or if I, like, just we need to feel at home, I'll, like, put on that album. And I'm just like, yeah, he's got it. He knows mm-hmm. what it's like. Yeah. And it's just, it's beautiful. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, that, that concludes, um, you know, this musical muse um introspective I want to thank you so much Kate for being on I really appreciate it like I said I was when I thought about doing this I I thought like Kate like I gotta get Kate on it she's gotta be my first (laughs) musical guest um and um you you really delivered and I I appreciate it I love you so much and I thank you for being on I love you too thank you (laughs) feel free to stay tuned um beautiful listeners um for our musical recommendation of the week All right, I hope you enjoyed that interview. Like I said, I, I greatly apologize for you know that mic going out. I know the audio wasn't the best, but I had so much fun recording this episode with Kate and just remember going over to her home to record it and was just really exhausted. I had a long day I'd been up. It was one of those days where I was up from like 7 a.m. and I went over to her house at like 7 p.m. And just this really just made me so excited for the re- direction of this podcast as well as just, you know, the opportunity this gives me to sit down with some of my people, my favorite people, and, and talk about something that we both love, which is music. Um, so, like I said, I hope you enjoy. I am here with the recommendation of the week, um, a, a song that I'm super excited to recommend. So I actually have kind of a backstory to how I found this song. I remember I was randomly on Instagram, and I was on uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's Instagram page, um, the actress, and she had posted a video... Of this girl and she was singing and playing um, electric guitar which that's something I'm obsessed with currently is people is just like a vocal on top of a um, an electric guitar because I think it's so often that's it's acoustic and I, I love the sound of just those two things together and she posted this video and it was this girl singing a rendition of The Weeknd by SZA and just in the most beautiful way possible um, you know it, it just really blew me away and i found this girl's page and i started following her she's a musician herself her name is rayleigh nicole i think that's how you pronounce it and I'll have a song of hers in my podcast for uh, for this episode. Um, so if you'd like to uh, you know, find that, you can go on Spotify and look up Let's Get This Potty Started. And I'll have kind of a running list of songs that I talk about and recommend that you can listen to. But um, this girl, Rayleigh Nicole, I, I followed her on Instagram. And she ended up covering a song by the band that I'm recommending this week. She did a, a bass cover of a song called Pokeball by Radiant Children. And I was a little familiar with the band just because they did a feature on the song uh Summertime by Goldlink featuring Wale and Radiant Children. And this song, Poke Bowl, is just I love it. It is the most soothing kind of laid-back jazz song that I listen to if I just need to relax or if it's the morning and I'm you know still waking up. It is just a gorgeous song. I highly recommend. It's got just a phenomenal bass line in it and the vocals are gorgeous it's a pretty new band still and i just highly recommend so let me know if you like it i'd love to kind of hear some feedback on if you're if you're liking the song And, again, you can feel free to send me an email at pottystarted at gmail.com. Or you can officially follow the podcast on Instagram. We just started an Instagram pretty recently. It's called potty underscore started. Or you can just look for Let's Get This Potty Started on Instagram. And we'd love to have you follow the page and, you know, hear some more about the songs that we're listening to or send some recommendations in the comments. And with that, this wraps up episode two. Hope you enjoyed. I'll see you back next week for episode three.